0: There's a little cup of tea that Headley pours for Kathy and me, and we adore. We adore. Headley, the podcast sponsor, Hedley. Ounce, 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 ounce,
1: ounce, ounce. Come on, shake it. Ounce, ounce, ounce. Come on, Kathy. Ounce, 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 ounce. Kathy. Yes? I am totally working on a big booty shake and dance track right now. Oh, God. And if that- I finish said track, can uh-huh. I get some video of your nice big ass shaking?
2: Look, the last time I allowed you to record me, which was, I think, two or three times, it did not go well for me. So I'm going to say a hard no.
1: Oh, God damn it. <laughs> will you just, will you give me emotional shake support?
2: Yeah, that I can absolutely give you.
1: Okay, good. Well, you'll just like shake the microphone. <laughs> that yes. probably would sound bad. you would be like. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. I'll find big ass shakers. Okay. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do
0: you feel your sex life is quite lame? Reverty podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? and join the kinky world
1: of play. Perverted podcast. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind.
2: Recording live again tonight after three tries, we finally got on to Zencaster. I'm Kathy.
1: I am Count Boogie. Third time is a charm. God damn it, Kathy. Yeah, I am excited. I've had a lot of fun this week. I have which for Count Boogie is is a very strange and unusual occurrence. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I have had a lot of fun. Maybe not sexually, but I'm back in the music zone, Kathy. <gasps> what? And the music zone leads me to a confidence that then puts me in the I need vagina mode.
2: Ah, what music leads to vagina is what you're saying.
1: Me, well, because I, I have no confidence of my own because I'm kind of a piece of crap right now. So like when you tell these stories and you build up and then you start envisioning yourself as kind of like, you know, dress the part kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so when I do these songs, you know, I'm I'm picturing myself successful and making something work and, inter- and then I get kind of like, yeah, and then I'm going to get groupies and I better get myself in shape for that. I better start eating a little bit better and, you know, uh-huh. got to go buy some clothes. So I've been buying clothes and, you know, I got some, you know, so I've been, you know, uh-huh. I've been doing it, been doing right. it. I am looking for a female singer. I need female singers that are hopefully local to the North Hollywood, Hollywood, Los Angeles area, because... Kathy, I just want to say, and I don't want to judge anybody. Okay. My female singing voice, not that impressive.
2: I'm not going to say I'm surprised, Boogie. I can't lie.
1: Not passable. Not, no. Not funny. <laughs> definitely.
0: Oh, baby, shake it, baby. Ah, ah.
1: It. It's definitely, It. it's a thing. It's something. Right. It's something, <laughs> but it doesn't quite give me that. At a rave, people rolling on ecstasy, jumping up and down, women in thongs shaking it, guys fucking throwing beers in the air. It's just my voice, I don't think inspires that in a feminine way.
2: I don't, I would not imagine that Boogie singing falsetto is going to inspire anyone sexually.
1: I mean, the Bee Gees pulled it off for a long time.
2: You know, I think Bee Gees are the only group that could ever pull that shit
1: off. That what yeah and so and that was also seven hundred years ago so no so yeah so I'm looking for female singers and I'm just I feel good because I'm in that zone I feel creative I feel like I'm doing something the new show format has really just opened up my ability to kind of be creative and and so it's just I don't know I feel good
2: I'm just surprised and very happy to hear you talk like this I know that music is at the core of yourself and your creativity. So I'm I'm really happy you're getting back into it.
1: The music sucks, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's good. I'm going to put a new song on the end of the show. It's not a great song. Okay. But, you know, but, but, <laughs> it's mine, uh, and you didn't write it, and and most people can't write a song at all. So right. fucking suck it up and just enjoy that there's a process that you got to write some that are experimental, but I learn things, you know. Right. So that's what the end of the show is for, and and I talk to people about that because people are like, "Why don't you put your songs earlier in the show?" And I'm like, "Because they're songs, and this is perverted podcast." And yeah, so you have
2: these hard and fast rules that I don't understand. When you have a, a people listeners actually saying to you, once you put it at the top of the show?" It means they want to fucking hear it. You always put well, yourself down.
1: Well, it's not. Uh, here's the thing. They are capable of moving the cursor to the end of the show. The reason I put it at the end of the show is because perverted podcast is about kink, sexuality, relations and that stuff. And then me jerking off shouldn't be like in everybody's face because, yes, some people like some of my songs, which I'm super grateful for, but it's not that show. So I want to jerk myself off. So I just do it at the end after all the closing, whatever. So that way the people that are here for kink and BDSM and stuff don't have to go, Oh, here's this guy that wants to be famous and he's not. And now we have to suffer through, you know, this song.
2: So you're, you're pulling a Louis CK. You're going to jerk off at the end.
1: I'm going to jerk off at the end. Oh my God. I love (laughs) you. You know what? If Louis CK could have just been honest and could have just started like the Louis CK jerk off tour 2021 I think like we no 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 where he actually hires somebody to like because this is my dream for myself when I win the lottery by the way to like hire somebody to like say hey I like jerking off in front which to us is kind of tame actually but that's his kink and let him have it as long as he does it consensually that's the that's the important thing right but like if he had somebody like hired somebody to screen people screen women because let me tell you something if you're famous, there's somebody that wants to see you jerk off. That's true. It doesn't matter. Man, woman. It, I mean, you can fuck a guy or a girl at a gas station or at a bar, and that's whatever. But if it's someone famous, especially someone you admire or, you know, you really appreciate their talent, you're like, I'd fuck them or let them jerk off on my feet or something like that. Like, I'd let Louis C.K. jerk off in front of me. I, I think he's great. Okay. That, I might not. But, you know.
2: Yeah, you would not. Don't don't say you I would, but you would you,
1: not. You would you? Well that's great. Wonder. We already have one Louie. And so he does the show and then after the show he just has three or four consenting women backstage that will let him jerk off in front of them. Unless his go-
2: kink happens to be that it's got to be someone who doesn't know what's
1: going on that that's called rape and and we wouldn't want to encourage yes. that that would be that's that's where it would get unethical but i don't think he wants that cuz he said that's not what he wants and he did apologize for the misconception but now we've talked about louis ck yeah let's move on for <laughs> and everyone shut off from the show. Oh my God. That life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on that life.
2: For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about has specifically. Per- you know what? I shouldn't even say that anymore because I'm not the one reaching out to them anymore. I'm assuming that you got permission, Boogie, but oh, I dear- certainly didn't.
1: Oh dear God. Welcome back, Kathy Bratt.
2: <laughs> I missed being a brat on the air.
1: Well, you're back.
0: <laughs> you're Boogie, back in, did back you get permission
2: force. from Juicy Rose Vixen?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> good, it was either me or Path Girl. Path Girl. Uh-huh. Path girl I said, yeah. One I'm of tell. you got permission.
2: Okay, but well. But yes, we got the permission. She wrote a post called, When your vanilla friends don't understand. I love this post. Shall I proceed, Boogie?
1: Yes, indeed, All
2: right. She says, I am very open with my friends when it comes to my kinks. When they ask questions, I answer them to the best of my abilities to try to get them to release the stigma of what society has put around BDSM. When they ask, hey, I want to know more about what you are into. It's kind of hard to explain how I like to be beaten till I'm black and blue, how I like to be degraded and have Sir tell me that my body is there to take whenever he likes. I see the concern which I can understand because it's hard to grasp something that is a new concept. I don't fault them. I can't answer all the questions that I can until I'm blue in the face. But what I have come to realize is that they will never understand why I like the things that I like. I love my friends to death, but sometimes I wish I had friends that I can go, Hey, guess what happened last night? It was amazing and fantastic. Then proceed to tell them because I am just really happy and want to share my experiences without being judged or talked down to like it's a problem. Uh, and
1: how many of us have experienced that?
2: Uh, to all of us, I don't I never think I've ever heard of anybody who has been open to their family and friends and work, coworkers and everything has been gone fabulous. I don't think it happens.
1: No, I mean at best like with with my Dad and and whatever. It's just like, good for you. We don't have to talk about that. That's literally, that's (laughs) the, the end of it. And then I have to respect that. This is, we've talked about this on the show and it's a great thing to review because it's important for all of our newer listeners and people that are maybe new to the kink community to understand that this is a real conundrum for people. That when you come out, you're excited about your kink. You're excited about who you've you've become, what you've discovered, that freedom. And, of course, the people you are closest to, the people you want to celebrate their achievements and successes in life, and you want them to uh, celebrate yours with you. And in this one, they just don't get it. Nope. And what's a real problem is oftentimes what happens is we try to treat. In this case, we'll talk about friendships. We kind of try to treat our friendships like monogamous relationships to where everyone has to do all the things on the list. Otherwise, it's not a perfect friendship. Does that make sense, Kathy?
2: It absolutely makes sense. And I, if I had said something like this, you probably would have gone all up in my face and said, don't be so pessimistic. But I agree with her 100% when she says I've come to realize that they will never understand why I like the things that I like. And they don't have to. No one is obligated to understand or be okay with something just because you like it. That's perfectly fine. But even my most Open minded friends will never fucking understand why I like to be spanked, why I like to be tied up, why I like to be put in my place and treated like a whore. They're just they're not going to understand it. And rightfully so, if the average person came up to you and said, I like it when my husband beats me. You, you know, call the police or try and get them in a program because that's just not right in our minds. We don't it's it's hard to the average person to understand and fuck the average person. It's hard for me to understand, Boogie. If my friend came to me and said <laughs> they said they want me to do this and I like it and it gives me a bigger orgasm, I'd be like. Whoa, slow down there. I need more information before I can decide if this is okay and if this is not abusive. I would I would grill them. I would need to find out. And even then I would be a little bit skeptical because, unfortunately, we're playing with fire. This kind of shit is fraught with the potential to go bad if you don't have strong boundaries and they don't have strong boundaries and you don't know yourself very well you know all it takes is a little weakness on one side of your character which is perfectly normal and suddenly you're being taken advantage of you're not advocating for yourself you're being harmed in ways that you did not expect it's it's a tricky tricky game we play
1: boogie indeed kathy you are correct and I agree with you. I don't know why you say <laughs> I'm always going to disagree with you. I'm like, okay. Because I'm whenever say-. I
2: get, ah, eh, they're never going to understand you. Wow, wow, Why you be so pessimistic?
1: Well, just, okay. That maybe sometimes is true. <laughs> but in this case, no, it is true. And I'm going to go back to the whole monogamous thing. And that's the wonderful thing about having multiple types of friends that you accept that, you know, friend number one is maybe not going to take satanic blood ritual nut punching, you know. Well, right. But the other friend is going to be like, oh, my God, that sounds hot. Tell me more. And it's and it's making peace with the fact that they're not bad people. Just like you said, some of that comes out of genuine uh, concern and concern from a point of view that they don't they don't relate to what you get out of it. Right. And they don't relate to the fact that maybe you're in an entire community of people that talk about consent and negotiation and how to do it well and explain your visceral nature and all those things. But they're not. But that's what is important about having other friends, people that you can relate to about those things. So the friends that you love and adore, you can relate to on all of the things that you do. And then you have to leave some of those other topics alone. You and I have to do it all the time. Oh, yeah. You and I, I mean- Kathy have to do it all the time. And it's a struggle because there are surely things that I'm like, oh, God, Kathy would be so great at this. I wish she'd like this, but she doesn't like And at some point, if I continue to push, which I I, I hear myself saying this and I'm like, okay, okay. You're not perfect at this because I do push sometimes. (laughs) But if you do continue to push things that you know the other person can't handle or isn't into, you're the dick. Then you're the one that's pushing the envelope. If they keep telling you, if your friends keep telling you, no, 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 I can handle it. I can handle it. And then you start to talk about it because they said they could handle it when, in fact, they can only handle to the exact limit that they can handle, and then after that, you've blown them out of the water, if they still belittle you, then they're the dick. So it's really just accepting if you've had a number of these conversations with people and it's just not getting to that level of, well, I don't understand, but I love you and it sounds like you're really doing your best to do it right and take care of yourself. If you can't get to that point, then you just have to learn to accept that and let go of having that conversation with your friends.
2: Yeah. Can you have this? I mean, in the same way that your, your friend, you mean they may not be comfortable hearing what position you were in last night when you had sex with your husband. There also may not be a, a comfortable hearing that your dominant, you know, beat your butt. So, much that it's all black and blue the next day. It's not, you don't have to share this. And I get it, boogie. I, I, want, I, I succumbed to that too. I was so excited when I came into the community. So relieved to finally be around people who I didn't have to explain myself to. So. So uh, just elated that I was finally getting a chance to let out the side of me that I've never had before, that I started telling my friends and family about it. And and I, I thought I was careful, but my excitement and my exuberance got the better of me. And I gave more information that they were comfortable hearing. And I learned the hard way. And I mean the hard way in that it made everyone uncomfortable. I didn't like it. They didn't reject me. But I learned the hard way that that I needed to fucking keep my mouth shut. That that as much as I wanted to share with everyone how happy I was, that I, I needed to mature and realize, yeah, you can't fucking do that. You can't push your shit on someone else.
1: Respect the no-fly zone. That's right, man. That is it. You're, you're going over North Korea. You're going to get shot down. They're going to drag you out of the plane. You're going to go into a North Korean prison camp. You're going to eat rats as a delicacy over the cockroaches you normally eat. And oh the cockroaches God. have herpes. No.
2: It's not quite that bad. Oh, my God. You're making it sound don't,
1: horrible. Don't. Don't do it. Don't Respect do it. the no-fly zone. <laughs> well,
2: I, I think Juicy Rose Vixen wrote a great post.
1: Great post. Pinky World News is sometimes cool and sometimes fucked up. Let's glory hold the planet right now with Enigma. Yeah. Enigma. Yes. I witnessed a giraffe today that I believe was a dendrophiliac. A dendrophiliac? What is that, Boogie? Well, we've talked about it on Fetish Roulette before. That is uh, someone with the sexual attraction to trees. Oh, yes, yes, I do remember that one. And I watched this giraffe, this large male giraffe, literally lick the knot of a tree for probably about 20 straight minutes like it was a giant fucking wood clit and wouldn't stop. I mean, maybe, I mean, they don't
3: necessarily have the practice salami that we use as kids for kissing so maybe maybe they use the tree as practice
1: or the giraffe has a boner for
3: trees or or yeah they they very much like to get off on trees like you know we don't kink
1: shame here at no preferred podcast yeah glad you can remember the name of the podcast so easily
3: (laughs) glad that just rolled off your tongue i'm sorry my, (laughs) my head is in is in like animal sex? I'm so sorry. Well,
1: we're gonna talk about that. Enigma, do you have any magic and mayhem? I mean, I saw, I saw some things today at the zoo, but uh, mm-hmm. did you have any like people, people sex stuff? Uh, I have a little bit. Uh, the partner that I've talked
3: about before, uh, we've been getting together pretty regularly uh, these days, and uh, the last time that I was at their place, um, I I made them come so much that. In a very gasping voice, I got them to say a version of, I've never come that many times in a row before.
1: Oh, the man! Oh, you earned Mega Man points!
3: I did. It was it was very exciting.
1: Oh, congratulations. Because, Congra- I mean, it Thank takes you. two to tango. Obviously, she has to be in a place where she trusts you enough to, to come that many times. But the effort, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about that in a mm-hmm. little bit, but goddamn kudos congratulations to you and her so she had a real good time was it fingers was it mouth did you toe fucker? what did you do enigma <laughs> to make her because the listeners need the perverted podcast listeners need to know how you love god in her oh well of course so uh we i started
3: out with some oral um it's something that they specifically requested they wanted um, a good a good time of oral good licking. So good uh, yes a very good licking. Uh, but this uh, this particular partner I know is uh, very penetration focused when it comes to actually coming. And so you know the the oral was the foreplay, and then I grabbed one of their toys and uh, just started going like nice and slow, getting picking up good tempo. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely like pushing, 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 pushing. They would come. And then once they got to that point, I would give them a second, be like, "You're doing okay, yeah, okay," and then just keep going. Uh, um, yes, yeah. They, they were a nice, cummy puddle of, of goo when I was done.
1: That is good. In that, and and we'll have another topic on that, which is, um, you know, multiple orgasm training and working through shorter and shorter times of that female refractory period, because um, mm-hmm. it's a thing, and I've done it with a lot of partners. And it it definitely is a thing you can keep. And it may not be, like, legitimate multiples where you have no refractory period. But there definitely is an ability to push through that sensitive part and to be able to keep going. And then, of course, you just can keep coming. Right. Exactly. Well, goddamn Enigma, that is good news. And once again, uh, kudos on her and kudos on you for bringing that magic. But now... Enigma, we're going to get in the perverted podcast time machine, (laughs) and you are going to take us back to long ago, to all the lithic periods, to the crustaceous and the mustaceous and the the coolio. Bring us back
3: to dinosaur loving. I'm going to take us back to Jurassic and beyond. So this article comes from CNN.com, specifically CNN World, and is the... The article is entitled "The Mysterious Sex Lives of Dinosaurs." <laughs> I have to tap into my Jurassic Park there. I'm
1: sorry. I don't so, know. Should we roar? I don't. You know, rawr. I don't know what dinosaurs rawr. how they vocalized, but I'm assuming I, they barked or th- something. There's definitely
3: some. There's a, there, yeah. There's definitely some primally noise going on here for sure. Sure. So di- dinos for sure had sex, but with all of their armor and spikes, how that occurred isn't as clear. There are fossil records, or there I should say, there are no fossil records of them getting it on other than a pair of turtles stuck together while doing the deed. <laughs> um, although with modern science.
1: <laughs> I saw that picture! Like, that is such oh, yeah. a bummer. Like, two 37 million year old turtles were fucking and then got buried alive. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... Yeah. What a way to go. <laughs> It it definitely it looks sad. It
3: definitely sucked,
0: (laughs)
1: and and not in the good way.
3: Although with modern science, we are starting to figure it out. Uh, We have been able to get an idea based on modern animals about mating rituals, specifically birds, uh, body feathers, or spinal differences between the sexes that may have been used during mating calls or dances. Like I said, we are looking at birds more closely and how they interacted sexually. Like in bird foreplay, they will often bring gifts to their mate, like rocks, flowers, and other pretty items. Now, um, unlike many other mating-type animals, birds, they have this thing called a cloaca. One hole, used for everything. And like birds, scientists are thinking that many dinos may have used what is called, and I love this term, cloacal kissing as the method of mating <laughs> while others use traditional P and V. <laughs> a lot of this is in hypothesis. It is a still in the hypothesis stage since a lot of these body parts have been lost to time.
1: So what you're saying is you licked your partner's cloacal and you were then channeling the mighty dinosaurs of past.
0: <laughs>
3: Is that the angle? No, I think for it to be a one-to-one, I would have had to have been, like,
1: rubbing my butt against their butthole. While licking it? and That just sounds awkward and necessary of a chiropractor afterwards.
3: I mean, definitely chiropractic. I, I... I feel this need we need a like a picture of this. So if anybody out in the podcast world wants to recreate this, uh, please do and send it to uh Perverted Podcast on Instagram. But uh, but yeah no, I, I I don't think it'd be pretty awkward for, for a human to do that for sure.
1: What's interesting about this article is I got it and I read it and other than the sad x ray picture of the two turtles stuck together. for 37 million years which what if you like weren't into the guy like you're like oh i was at a party and we just had some drinks i was horny and i'm like all right turtle (laughs) fuck me and you're like god i can't wait to just joke with my friends this guy sucks he's not like enigma in the future is going to be at all (laughs) and it's like lame and then you get buried alive and you're like oh my god i'm stuck with this guy's fucking schnoz inside of me for 37 million years like could you please separate us they were stuck together for a long that time is, that is awful so i was like well what the fuck are we going to talk about with us other than the fact that it's entertaining to you know ponder the love making of uh you know said dinosaurs mm-hmm. but then i all of a sudden i was like oh so enigma how do you entice your mate? What do you, I mean, are you like a, you know, cause they talked a lot about rock scratching and things like that mm-hmm. because they have, you know, claw marks and fossils and stuff. And that's what birds do. So are you like mm-hmm. a scratch a rock and whip out your cock <laughs> type of mating dance for your lover? Like what do you, what does Enigma do to create the mating dance for your lover? And then we'll get into that.
3: No, I, 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 I like that question. Um, I also like the rhyme, um, but yeah, no, I I think that for for me, um, I definitely use, uh, I guess, sort of a dance like, I, especially in the, in the kink world, like I like to wear, like my kilt, and I think the kilt sends, um, like it definitely sets a a mood and it definitely sets a perspective that I think is is definitely a part of it. And I've definitely been wearing the kilt a lot more, and I'm enjoying that, and so like I can definitely see that as part of my my you know quote unquote mating ritual or mating dance to see you know who who picks up on on that part of it um but a uh, gift giving and l- like i think now in like our our modern age we'd call this gift giving or i really like making food for my partners i like very good taking care of my partners so like being able to give them things that i know are go- they're going to enjoy and like i i can definitely see the comparison for sure
1: I'm very right on board with you. Uh, You know, showing my skills, being entertaining, trying to entice them, charm them with words and good conversation. If we want to go more advanced skills, validating them, uh, asking them Mm -hmm. about themselves. Tell me about you. Engage me in what they're interested in is very arousing to another person is when you validate who they are and what they're into in those conversations. And then of course, there's just like you said, preparing an environment in, in the kink world for us, it's kind of, you know, we have all of our toys and the things that we do or the things that we're interested in. And then we kind of create that and we bring in our toy bags and we show off these are the things I know. And these are the things I can do. With you and for you I think the word That if I'm going to talk to perverted podcast Listeners especially People that are trying To figure out how to Better entice a mate There is one word Mm -hmm. That I think comes to mind And you've hit on it and I'm going to say The word and that is effort Yeah The dance that has The best response From attracting a mate is fucking effort. If you put effort not only into yourself, but presenting yourself and your best self to another person, that is always going to be I mean, you you look online and you see who doesn't put in effort. They go on their Facebook and fucking guys, they like, they're, they're sit on their fucking couch with a bag of Cheetos next to them and they have their laptop on their gut and they shoot a picture of their face, you know, just like from the worst possible angle. There is no effort in that. You know, when you build, you know, because it's kind of like, you know, the bird creating that area where it cleans everything and it makes the thing and it, you know, and then it does its dance for the mate. That's kind of like fet Life, your social media profile. Show things that are interesting on that profile. Put pictures up that show you doing your skills, the things that you have to offer, the things that you're going to be able to entertain. Like you talked about, you know, being a... a being being a cook and a caregiver and and those types of things when you put in that effort that shows somebody that your fucking sniz is so valuable to me that i'm willing to do this dance to fucking groom to shower to put in effort for another person is is the difference
3: yeah when you're it, it like the the people who just like have their dick up on on FetLife as their profile picture because like, like that's all they have to offer. Yeah. Like, I mean, we we've talked about this before. Like that that does work for some people. Like all they like all they really want is they want a dick to fuck. But like, if you're wanting like an actual relationship, if you're wanting an actual partnership, just fl- flopping your dick around is not going to be what what get, get gets people attention for the long term. And I think if that's something that you're looking for, then that's then you need to put forth that effort and like okay maybe if you want to show off your dick have that in the profile but like have a little bit more to who you are because you
1: you hit on something that's really key the dick is kind of useless they're already gonna get the dick they especially if we're talking about man trying to pick up on a woman she already knows she's Mm -hmm. getting the fucking dick you don't need 20 pictures of your dick She's already going to get it. There's nothing new or exciting there. She already knows that comes with the deal. Are you showing her that you do music or you'd like art or you go on hikes or you enjoy travel or, you know, you work on, you know, antique cars, you know, like or something interesting, you know, put just putting the dick up. It's just like, yeah, that's the thing I'm already going to get without almost any effort needed. Right you know, you have to kind of present yourself. And this also goes into my last point. This also goes into why sex dies in a relationship because there's no more fucking mating dance. You're not scratching rocks and fucking showing your frills and your plumes anymore. You're just sitting on a couch. And it's like, well, we're already together, so are we going to fuck after we watch TV? There's no dance anymore. Right. You always have to dance if you want to engage that sexuality. It's not just, well, I danced 10 years ago, and now, you know, yeah, if you're just going to mate and have a baby, then you do the dance once, and you fuck once a year, and, you know, you breed. But if you want to keep that sexuality that interest then you have to continually dance and that's like in kink we create play scenes and we do different things and oh we're going to do wax play and it's setting up an entire room and creating an entire environment or you're doing a littles play scene which you and i've talked about a lot you know it's just you have to reinvent that effort and if you don't then don't be surprised that you ain't getting laid
3: yeah, I feel like you 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 got the woman, you got the marriage, you got the whatever, and then you're like, yeah that means I don't have to put effort anymore. I got him already. It's like, no, that's not what that means. That, that that just means that you you played your your part, you you did the dance, and now you have to keep doing it because that person that you were when they when they quote unquote mated with you, that's the person they that they that they want to be with. So if you're just going to get with them just to drop your guard, just to become a whole, totally different person. Then it's it's going to be no wonder when the quote unquote magic isn't there anymore.
1: All the dinosaurs that have short arms know you got to keep <laughs> dancing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to keep fucking wiggling your ass.
3: If you don't, you won't get. Any, you will get no cloacal kissing.
1: No cloacal kissing. You will never be nope. the love god that Enigma was. Enigma, god damn it, this was actually a 10 times better topic than I thought it was gonna be. Sexy with a scalpel. Path girl cuts up body parts. If you
0: choose to fuck with her, it might not be that smart. Path
1: girl. Path girl. Rocking hard, Path girl. So, god damn it, Path girl, I've heard some stories about
4: you oh really stories huh
1: stories stories i don't even know where that would be from (laughs) i heard that you had some sort of shenanigans this weekend
4: oh yes i did i did i actually went to my local dungeon and finally got to do a scene with my top doc i haven't done something in two months so it was way overdue um Yes, I know it's I, I'm preaching to the choir I know but uh so uh we had uh there's the first Saturday of the month there's always like a munch and we go to the uh to the dungeon at night and it's like so we were negotiating during the munch what we wanted to do so we actually started a scene on a cross with some nice uh leather straps good, good. that uh, warmed up my skin good And then we moved on to, uh, what do we move on to? Oh, we moved on to, he has a um, regular floggers, leather floggers, and he's really good at florentining. So it's a nice little thumpy massage. Then we started going into the more bitey stuff where he has a rubber serrated flogger that the falls are all rubber. Oh,
1: those are stingy.
4: Oh, yeah. Super, super stingy. And they leave amazing marks. It looks like almost like half a zipper. It's kind of (laughs) cool. So awesome. yeah. It's it's I I I simultaneously hate it and I love it because every time I'm just like, yeah, we're pulling this out. Um then we went to uh Florentine Dragon Tales, which very is very good.
1: Always- I I must admit, I can Florentine my ass off. I don't think I've ever tried it with dragon tongues. What does that feel like?
4: It you know, when you are Florentine Floggers, it's more thumpy, but when you're florentining uh dragon tales, you're kind of hitting alternating Um, sides so it's just kind of like oh 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 oh. again it's kind of like ping pong uh, all of a
1: sudden i'm like oh i don't have matching dragon tails so that would explain
4: yeah he's got one and i have one and really long story short the one that i have uh, a couple years ago before we even met he was looking at the same dragon tail from the vendor that we were at the same dungeon that night he didn't buy it and my I wound up buying it. So a couple of years later, he goes, yeah, there was this dragon tail that got away. It was really pretty. I mean, you mean this one? And he goes, oh, my God, that's it. It's a small, kinky world path, girl. Exactly. And then we, we finished up the scene with uh, a whip, uh, a signal whip. Look at you. All of a
1: sudden, now you're like all rustling cowgirl whip whore.
4: <laughs>
1: that's awesome. So you really like that shit.
4: You know, the first time I did it was two months ago, and I really, I mean, that first little pop is kind of what, it hurts a little bit, but then that burn of the string coming down, it's oh, 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 ow, 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 but I love the marks it leaves, too, but it's just, you have to be careful with the whips, you start really light, and then you start really hitting hard, and it's ow, 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 but it's- See, and
1: that's (laughs) fun, because for a long time, it was literally just the fear, like, you probably could have tried whips years ago- but it was just you had always kind of had like a little bit of a no, I don't think so.
4: Yeah, that crack is very intimidating. But most of the time, when you play with the whip, you're not even cracking it, so it's just because it. could Yeah, be it's just licking. Dungeon, I mean, though.
1: I mean, you crack it to make them jump. Yeah, if they're when they're facing the yeah. other way, and that's always a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you yeah. if you pull a full <laughs> whip, a full cracking whip into someone's back, you you can lay them open. You Mm -hmm. can definitely lay them open.
4: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's
1: a lot of that touching, that pop, pop,
4: pop, 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 pop. Yeah, very good. Yes.
1: That is awesome. awesome. And and so I – did you get your cookie?
4: Yes, he was good enough. Actually, I had a, my choice of cookies. It took me over to the the little uh, munching area that we have, and he, there was like three different types of cookies. Like, what kind of cookie would you like? I'm like, let me, let me have one of those chocolate chips. Uh-huh. So he took me to the, the aftercare room. We talked for a while, and, yes, I got to cuddle with a cookie. So, yes, it was very good aftercare.
1: That sounds like an amazing experience. Very, yes. very happy. I'm sure Thank our Perverted Podcast listeners are all drooly, drooly. <laughs> so you have a topic that we're going to hit on because you are – if, if we're going to talk about dating apps, I think you're the only expert mm-hmm. that we have. Like you have like 10,000 <laughs> hours of dating app experience. You are literally app master.
4: I, I guess so. Because I mean, even before, uh, back when I was, uh, married and I was polyamorous, I was using dating apps to find partners. So yeah, I've been on dating apps for four or five years now. You so.
1: And you, <laughs> and you're not just like a, okay, I'll pay for match.com. You like do like. Well, what are list? List the ones you're on, or you've been on.
4: Okay, so I I have been on OKCupid, okay Hinge, Kink D, Coffee Meets Bagel, um, Bumble, uh, Match.com. I right, that's right. that's the majority of them. Were so. you ever on Caller me? Um, I started a profile there, and for some strange reason, it was one of those, we need to verify your identity or verify something with it. And they were supposed to get back to me within like 72 hours to verify my profile, and they never did. So I kind of just yeah, went kinda to it. Yeah, Me kind
1: of took a dump a long, long time ago, a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah. And those are the kink ones. So what I wanted yeah. to talk about, obviously, and I'm pretty sure – that all of the apps that you mentioned, especially like Match and OK Cupid and stuff like that, they have a farther reach than some. I don't know the dating apps right. that our UK listeners go on, or if they get OK, kind of like FetLife. If FetLife is global, whereas I don't right. know if these are the same types of dating apps that are like global, but uh, but they're definitely the ones that are very popular here in the states i've been on match.com right. i think i was kicked off of ok cupid i am <laughs> i don't even know what i did path girl i got kicked off of tinder
4: oh wow that takes
1: a lot <laughs> and i literally and i never even really swipe i think what i did is i made a perverted podcast profile and I talked about perverted oh, podcast okay. in my profile. It's the same thing that I got kicked off OkCupid for, which I don't think is a bad thing because mm-hmm. it's like I'm, it's still me. I'm still horny. I still want to make the fucky mm-hmm. fucky. And I'm telling people about my kink. <laughs> I personally think the podcast is a pretty goddamn good resume of who I am.
4: Yeah, definitely.
1: You listen to five episodes, you'll be like, okay, I understand who this person is. But apparently they're like, no, that's mm-hmm. you're promoting a website. I go, we don't make money. <laughs> I need groupies. Let me use the Enigma gets more fucking groupie sex than I get. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so I've been on Tinder. And then of course, in the past for kink, there was uh, alt.com, which was I think mm-hmm. it's they're all still around but just yeah alt.com was pretty trashy yeah, but it had a good chat room and that's how I got yeah. into the community here in the in the valley Los Angeles area. Oh cool. So they had a big chat room and then a lot of people used to hang out in those chat rooms. Right. And so I kind of earned my earned my humor points there and they're like, all right, you're funny. Fine. Come to the party. Say hi. (laughs) But, uh, but as far as dating apps, what would you think seeing as you are the master (laughs) out of all the ones that you mentioned, which ones do you think are the most kink friendly? Would it be like, okay, Cupid or.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I narrowed it down to three and. Top top one hands down is OKCupid. Okay OKCupid's okay always been my favorite. They're not only kink friendly, but they're extremely friendly to non-monogamous people. You can even choose to be part of your profile if you want to say if you want to be in a non-monogamous relationship. Um, they have a lot of questions on there to narrow down your choices. Like, are you kinky? Are your sexual have your sexual preferences gotten kinkier as you've gotten older? Um, and the cool thing about the desktop version is you can type in a keyword like "kink" and it 'll give you questions like "Are you kinky and and it brings up a lot more than the uh, the app version does, so I kind of float back in between you know the two versions. Um, and the good thing about OKCupid is you could put so much into your profile. There are so many people that just put, we'll fill out later.
0: Right. But
4: if you take the time and like fill it out, and you can, you could put a whole bunch of stuff on there. Whereas like an app like Hinge or Bumble, you're kind of limited to like two, three sentences. And it's just like, you have to pick and choose. Do all right? Do I put I'm kinky or do I put like I'm nerdy or do I'm like, do I right, put I'm kinky right, right. or you know? It, it, you have to pick and choose. Whereas OK cute you can put as much as you want at nauseum.
1: That's pretty cool. So have you you've been on Match dot com? Now Match dot com was very non kink when I was on it.
4: Yeah, yeah. Match dot com. It seems like the guys that I, and and quite honestly, the only reason why I tried Match dot com about a year ago is when Ryan Reynolds was doing the the uh, commercials with Satan and twenty twenty dating. Nice. <laughs> But it seemed like the people on Match dot com, at least the guys, they would say they're forty seven and they're more like fifty seven. I I don't know what it is. It's just they were skewing their ages, and it just seems like there was a hell of a lot of vanilla people on there. Right, right, right. Um, it was just. Whereas, okay, keep it. I can easily find more kinky people. Yeah, Match dot com. I tried it for a good three months, and I even had the paid version. It just, it just didn't fit with a kinky lifestyle.
1: Right. So now, if somebody obviously, you. Anything you do online, and we're obviously going to always promote trying to find a community, trying to find a club that's sex positive, that's consent positive, all of the things we talk about on the show. And that would be wonderful if every community had people that were kinky that you could be kinky with. But that's just not the case. So you kind of your next only hope of finding kinky people would be the dating sites because FetLife really isn't set up. I mean, you can meet people in the groups and stuff like that on FetLife, but FetLife specifically has been geared to not be a dating site, to not have brows. You can't type in, uh, you know, slim woman twenties. Believe me, I tried, uh, you know, (laughs) You know and and you cannot search for individual people or types or or whatever because it's it's supposed to be the the mission of fet life is mostly education you know community building learning that type of stuff and then you go i mean you can still reach out and email people there is a social right. media aspect but uh but it is definitely not set up uh for progressive dating.
4: Yeah, the only the only thing I can recommend is obviously like you could search for people in your area, but you're going to get a million people and it's not going to tell you whether or not they're active or not. Right, right, right. So on
1: the dating sites, what do you think is – I mean obviously all of the same things are in place for safety and precautions. Do you start at at levels of like trust levels to where you're like at first I don't have my real name, I don't tell the city I'm in or – like, how do you kind of do it?
4: I mean, I will tell the city I'm in. Um, it's, it's pretty much common between FetLife and the dating apps. I use my my FetLife name on the dating apps because it's just, I've dealt with stalkers before and it's just, I don't give my real name. Uh, on top of that, I'll use the messaging system, for example, OkCupid. But if a guy says to me, hey, I want to text you or I want to talk to you because the OkCupid system can be a little wonky sometimes. I have a free app on my phone called Text App, which generates a phone number that you can get phone calls and messages to it's completely free and it just they can call that number and it rings to my phone oh yeah so that yeah, way yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they have a yeah, number of those
1: apps and those are really that's yeah. really the way to go exactly because then if the Ex- person turns creepy you can literally just ditch the number
4: exactly and it's it's just it's another layer of security until people have kind of earned my trust a bit and it's just like okay you know you've earned my trust here's my real life name and then after like a date or two it'll be like all right well you know what you're not a psycho here's my real number and and thankfully a lot of guys have been kind of understanding that look i'm a single mom i'm kinky there's a lot of things here since i'm trying to protect that it's just you know they kind of understand why i use the texting app so but it's yeah it's it's such it's being single out there, even male, it's just you gotta be careful with all the scam artists out there.
1: We're not even gonna get into Yeah. You know, once again, you're going you're on a dating app, you're going yeah. to have people spam you, you're going to um, have a lot. If you're a guy, you're going to get a lot of responses from women with OnlyFans mm-hmm. pages and things like that, and that's yeah, that's just part of it. And if that's your kink, that's your kink. But if you're looking for a date, it's very frustrating. But mm-hmm. it's frustrating all around because you know that's just how dating works. If you don't have a community, yeah. these are the things you have to do. So the important thing is to make sure that you still put yourself out there as best you can, but yet do it also. In a way that doesn't kind of fuck you. So, of course, you have to do your best. Put your, put as much, I prefer the sites, like you said, that let you put a good amount of information up there. Yeah. Because if it, unless it's like Tinder or something like that, where you're like swiping fuck if you can. Yeah. You know, you really need to be able to put some of yourself out there, so. Yeah. Well, that's a good little touch base. So thank you so much for being our expert on that. We could obviously talk Ignazi. I know you're the master and you're like, but I can tell you everything. (laughs) Get on there, explore some sites, see if it works for you. Be ready for a lot of rejection. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, best of luck with that because I want to get to this next segment. Okay. I can fuck them on an Island. I can fuck them on a cloud. I may never get to fuck a celebrity, but in my mind, I can fuck them now. So, Path Girl. Yes, Boogie. I have been waiting to bring back this little joy, this little tidbit, this little magic moment that we share part of our working mind, our dirty working mind, with our listeners. Our chance to talk about our desires. I mean, I have desires mostly about real people, but uh, and celebrities are real people, but they're just not accessible right. to me. Right. But uh, but neither are the twenty uh, hot Japanese schoolgirl. You know, they're all adults. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're not available to me either because learning Japanese is really hard, really, really hard. And I've tried like eleven times, but that's not here or there. Yes. This moment is Mm -hmm. to talk about our celebrity fantasies, and I've asked you to pick one, and I have picked one. And let's just let the listeners hear who we want to partake in the joy of sensuality with.
4: Okay. Okay. So me, hands down, I have to pick Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. Of course. Oh, my God. That man is just, oh, he's just so yummy. So uh, for me, uh, the fantasy I have, it takes place in the supernatural world where Jensen Ackles is his character of Dean. And the scene in my head starts with me asleep in the bed in the the supernatural men of letters bunker. And I feel somebody smack me on the ass and tell me, come on, get up. It's time to train. And I roll over and half asleep and I see that it's Jensen looking at me, <clears throat> looking at me, excuse me, and packing up a gear bag. And I kind of like to him like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to go train today. And he just looks at me with those cold, dark eyes and goes, you want to be a hunter, don't you? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I get dressed and grab my stuff and we jump into the Impala, of course, and we start taking off. So he takes me down this really dark road into like a pitch black forest and you can't really see anything except whatever the moonlight is kind of like shining out. So he stops the car and gets out and I follow him around to the back of the car and I'm like looking around there's like nothing around for miles. I'm like this is where we're going to train and he shoves me up against the trunk and he kisses me hard and he grabs a handful of my hair and yanks my head back and goes the point of this exercise is for you not to get caught. So I have one word, run. So I look at him scowling at me and I see that he's serious. So I start taking off into the pitch black forest and I'm running as hard as and fast as I can. And I just try not to get into trees and try not to fall into ditches. And I feel him gaining on me. So, and I hear him closing in behind me and I suddenly feel someone pounce against me and push me up hard against a tree. And I know it's him behind me. And I just feel his breath in the back of my neck and I hear him growl in my ear. I told you not to get caught so and then he gets one hand behind my neck and kind of holds me back against a tree and with the other hand he just pulls down my jeans and my underwear and my bare ass is out in the cool air and I feel him and I hear him take his leather belt out from his pants and I'm like oh I know what's coming next so then he starts whipping me with his leather belt over my ass and thighs. And I'm squealing with every hit because it just hurts so much. And the pain is so intense, it steals my breath with every hit. And part of me feels like I'm suffocating because I'm breathing so hard from the pain. And after it seems like forever, him whipping me, he pulls me down by the hair and throws me down on a pile of leaves, ass up. And I hear his zipper go down. And I feel his warm cock just slide in right behind me. And it's just so wet from the whipping. I'm just dripping wet. And... I just feel him start thrusting into me and growling and growling. It is just intoxicating how growl- the growling is just turning me on. And he pulls both my arms back with one of his hands to arch my back. And he grabs me by the throat with the other hand as he's thrusting into me and just starts growling in my ear. And just I just start spurting off at orgasm after <laughs> orgasm. And I finally hear him groaning behind me and growling. And he finally just spurts inside me. And I just collapse on the leaves in a subspacey, quivering mess. So then after we're done, he gently picks me up and carries me back to the Impala and pours me into the passenger seat. And once we're back at the bunker, he carries me to the couch and swaddles me in a blanket. And we're cuddled together on the couch watching (laughs) Scooby-Doo and eating pie as he loves to do. And we're just in this wonderful state of bliss. And then as he's cuddling me, he kisses me on the top of the forehead and he says to me, good training session.
1: Oh, dear (laughs) penthouse.
4: (laughs) Jackpot. Jackpot. I went out to hunt and I became the prey.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Well, that surely sounds hot. Yes. That sounds hot. So, oh. did the question is, is have you, you've obviously masturbated multiple times thinking about this?
4: Oh, oh, yes, yes. yes. Is this like a go
1: to for in the Path Girl fodder bag?
4: Yes. Oh, definitely. Because it's just, if Jensen Ackles showed up at my door, just no questions asked. I, I, I one of these days I want to own a 67 Impala and all my friends tell me Jensen Ackles is sold separately. I'm like, nope, he comes with the car. He comes <laughs> with
1: the car. Awesome. Well, that is incredibly sexy. I have one.
4: Sure.
1: Because, of course, mine is Aubrey Plaza.
0: Oh, she's gorgeous.
1: Because she she is uh, my dark soul. And so I then take her into my time machine. Oh, okay. And we go back to around the mid-1800s in London, England. Her and I have maybe a slight criminal twinge to our relationship We are grave robbers for the London Hospital and their surgical arena because they need corpses to autopsy. So they hire us to dig up the bodies after they've died in the London Hospital. So there we are one night in the graveyard, and we dig up the entire grave until we see the top of the casket. And there's something about dirty British grave robber Aubrey that every time she sees the top of the casket, I just see her her thighs clench together a little bit. And after this occurring about 20 other graves, I'm not really ready to let this one go. So I literally just look at her and I say, you know, it's time, right? And her eyes get really wide with those big, beautiful eyes that she had. And I just grab her by the back of her neck and throw her into the grave and I jump on top of her on the top of the casket above the grave. There is a giant tombstone. I don't know who this fucker is, but he could afford a giant tombstone. So I reach up to the top while she's on the ground shuddering on top of the casket. And I grab some dirty rope that we pull up bodies with. And I flip her around and I shove her face into the side of the grave and I throw the rope up around the headstone. And then I take the ends, and I tie her, and I bind her at the top in a way that she is not really going to go anywhere. We could both be arrested. They hang people for grave robbing. We could both be killed. Don't care. She needs to get fucked. I shove her face into the mud in the side of the grave, and I rip up her skirt, And I just start fingering with my dirty hands that I've been digging up a grave with. I just start fingering her wet pussy. She's moaning. She's scared. She's trying to tell me to stop, that it's not right. We got to get out of here. We're going to get hanged. I don't care. I just shove her face deeper into the dirt. I pull out my fingers. I pull down my trousers. I start fucking her. I start smacking her thighs while I'm fucking her. She's getting hotter and hotter. I whisper in her ear, don't you dare fucking come. And she gets all flustered. I start digging my dirty fingernails into the nape of her neck at her shoulders. I start biting her neck while I'm fucking her. Her face is getting dirty. Piles of dirt are coming off the side of the grave. Her feet are shuffling on the top of the casket. You can hear... The hollowness of the casket with the corpse inside. She's shaking. Her thighs are shaking. She starts pulling. I have to slam her back into the side of the grave over and over while I'm fucking her. And she's like, I can't take it anymore. And she starts to scream. And I shove her face into the dirt. And I thrust her. The mud gives way on the side of the grave. And the giant tombstone falls and crushes us both to death. And there we are, still fucking crushed forever together on top of a corpse. Our assistant that waits by the cart happens to also be Paddle Bob's great-great-uncle. Uncle Hunchy. That's what we call him because, of course, he's hunchback. Paddle Bob, of course, living in Britain. Uncle Hunchy comes running up because he hears the commotion. He knew I was going to fuck her in that grave. He sees what happens. He realizes there is no way to fix this. So Paddle Bob's great, great Uncle Hunchy starts quickly digging the rest of the dirt back onto the grave, onto the tombstone, onto us, onto the coffin. Locked in filthy, dirty grave robber sex. Kind of like Enigma's two turtles, you know, (laughs) in his dinosaur thing. And forever, Aubrey Plaza and my Genitals will be linked That's what I was thinking
4: (laughs) Okay Okay you had me up until The tombstone fell on you guys
1: Well I had to end it dramatic You know you're getting fucked by a supernatural Guy in the forest I don't look like that fucking dick I gotta do something cool She's into crushing She's not claustrophobic She may hear uh, this, and she may like the crushing tombstone. And Uncle Hunchy.
4: Yes, Uncle Hunchy, yeah, Paddle, Paddle, Bob's great,
1: great, Paddle Bob's great, great, great Paddle Bob's great, great, great Uncle Hunchy.
4: Shout out to Paddle Bob. Shout
1: out. <laughs> Word.
4: Oh.
2: Yeah. I got, no, I'm going to fuck up this name, and I shouldn't because this is a huge fan of the show. Vara Litour?
1: Yeah, there we that sh- go. It's, we say it like it's Italian, but it's, I know. Uh, it's not. <laughs> this is how we lose patron supporters, Kathy. This is this is how they just go, I I got to have a little respect just
2: no just, this is where we gain them because they love hearing what stupid fucking morons we are <laughs>
1: well, mario
2: you needed to go the gold of coins Better than it's, the it's a me mario okay ready <laughs> yes <laughs> she said now this is kind of an old one not really it's maybe like two or three months old she says i've been racking my brain on what i could do to cheer either of you up because apparently, Boogie, you and I were, again, pissing and moaning about how horrible our lives were at this point.
1: Us? <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. <laughs> <That laughs> She's
1: <is> really <laughs> weird.
2: I know. She says, so here's a link to a boob picture in the 10 degrees Celsius cold North Atlantic. I just saw this picture a few weeks ago because, of course, I've been off at life. And holy fuckballs, that woman is gorgeous. Absolutely Wait a minute. Yes, I'm willing to bet you didn't see it either.
1: Wait a minute! (laughs) Cold, gorgeous boobies? (laughs) Yes. I would remember. Okay, I do look at a lot of boobies. I'm
2: going to send it to you. She says, I offer my boobs as emotional support titties for Kathy, and I hope the cold ocean helps cool Boogie's storage down. (laughs) She's she's so thoughtful.
1: (laughs) Which is funny, because that was so long ago that it's now getting hot again in storage. All right, here's
2: the the good part. She says, I wanted to tell Kathy that I also have the Sona from Lilo. I totally get what Kathy says about it being intense. I tried it, couldn't climax, went back to the trusted vibrator until I met a dom who was curious about my toys, so I showed him.
0: Wait a minute. Next
2: time I went to his place, I was positioned in the same position that Kathy hates and secured with a spreader bar, and the dom went to work on me in my orgasmic spasms. I broke his fucking spreader bar, and I redded the fuck out. Can you fucking believe that,
1: Kathy, I'm so Jealous, Kathy. What? We've talked about this on the show.
2: No, we have not. I looked back, and this I is not one.
1: Swear to God, I this story sounds so familiar.
2: It isn't because I mean it's hot. Says. Isn't that, <laughs> good
1: for a repeat? I know <laughs> she says spreader so so bar Kathy, safe word.
2: She finishes by saying, Kathy, don't give up. The strongest fucking squirt casting of your life is waiting in that little handy pretty thing. And my fuck off goes to Creative Explorer because he done fucked up letting a jewel like you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why you wanted to read it.
2: No, I debated leaving that out. And I'm all, you know what? I'm going to stay true to my values. And if the (laughs) listeners write it, I'm going to say.
1: That is so generous of you
2: isn't it though <laughs>
1: you are such a purist
2: <laughs> i am a purist <laughs> okay that's pretty much it but i'll show you that picture she's absolutely adorable and i love her and you know what for our listeners boogie i went back and pulled out my old sona from lilo yeah And attempted, again, the orgasm, the difficult orgasm. Because that one is a tough one. It it sits right on your fucking clit in a way that your clit just can't get away from it. Right. And it is an incredibly intense sensation. And I thought, you know what? For the listeners, I'm going to try it again. Uh, And it did. And uh, it was a very good orgasm. Difficult but good. Yes. Okay. I like it. There's a learning curve. Good. Good, There is a learning curve. And I am committed. And again, for the listeners, I will keep trying.
1: <laughs> God damn it, Kathy!
2: I know my morals and my ethics are
1: just—you should like, <laughs> like you should literally be wearing a shaman's robe right now, like should literally.
2: I? I'm so glad you see that.
1: <laughs> you are goddamn like a little Buddha statue. Should be like on your thing, and you are you are Siddhartha. By the way, Kathy read a book this week that's also how good i'm feeling i read a book i've read it before it's siddhartha by herman hesse written in 1920. First of
2: all things are getting upside down i'm i'm getting all sexified and doing crazy things and you're reading a fucking book how how upside down is this world
1: well, it's a short. It's only 150 pages, and it only took me four days. Stop
2: but, stop downplaying it. You read a book. That's good. I did read
1: a book. It's an amazing book. I've read it once before, and I would recommend anyone. It's a short read, Siddhartha by Herman Hesse. It's classic, sold like 100 million copies, and it really does help you peel away earth and follow this person on their journey, and it's very, very, very good little book. Cool. Did I just recommend a book? Yes, you did. What on a kink show. What the fuck hell uh-huh. is wrong with mm-hmm. me? I want tits! I want more latour tits on this show. <laughs> fucking recommending books. Jesus fucking kill me Christ. Oh my god. Yay!
2: Whoa! Yay! 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 That is the end of show 348, Boogie. 348. This is the second in our show in which we're doing only two shows a month, and quite frankly. I think the shows are improving for it. Please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing just $5 a month. And don't forget that you can always talk to Boogie and I by emailing us at pervertedpodcast at gmail. And I have to stop saying just Boogie and I because there are other co hosts on this show now who are fucking awesome. That or is by true. sending, yes, by sending us a message to our perverted podcast FetLife profile.
1: Kathy, God damn it! thank you so much to Headley, our glorious show sponsor. We are, in fact, accepting other applications for show sponsors. If you are interested, if you have a product to sell, you want us to help you get that damn well out there, we can does that for you at the beginning and or end of the show. And, Kathy, <laughs> do you see that? I just did yeah. like a little pitch there, a little, little, little thing. You proud of me? You did. You proud of me? Okay. I am. I damn. Good. So it's been an exciting show. Thank you, Kathy, for joining me. Thank you, Path Girl. Thank you, Enigma. Thank you to my penis that is still attached to me. <laughs> it hasn't given up on me yet, and I haven't given up on it. And hopefully, we will see you guys next week for three next. Well, ne- God damn it, we'll see you guys whenever the fuck <laughs> it is for three forty nine. Woo
0: hoo! Among the cattle Laser on my saddle um, quick Demons dance a while The secret makes you smile Can't tame it if it's wild Spin the wheel and try your luck What's the matter, dear? Are you bored? Are you bored? You think you're using me, but instead I'll use you more. Deceptive that I have so many forms. The end game is the same. I'll rot you to your core. Core, 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 core.